Welcome in to the first ever episode here of Points and Doinks. No, I'm just playing. I don't know if we're going to use that. It's the curveballs, uh, uh, trap door to curveballs and chair shots. Not in chair shots. It's just trap, trap door to curveballs. The chair shots version isn't here. Oh, that's sorry. The, the chair, chair shots, shots is not here. Chair Only the curveball is here. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd be throwing out the curveballs to Dominic, who's taking one too many chair shots to the head, so that's why he's a little slow. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do, try and do this every week, a uh, little fantasy show for you guys that way we can clear up airtime on our other singular podcast, Trapdoor on Helm, Curveballs and Chair Shots, of course. Um, so this week we're going to get into draft positioning, draft, st- drafting styles, um, and anything else. So Tyler, what are you looking for this year as a main, what, what would I say? Like a main idea main what's your main basis when you're going into a draft this year this season i do i do the same i i i've drafted the same style every year since i think i've started playing fantasy football and that's always running back heavy i think uh uh, the the thing i've always seen with wide receivers and and it's gonna sound real stupid but it kind of makes sense it's real basic it's the fact that you're usually on a team you're usually running two wide receivers per team there's only really one good running back per team uh, in most cases. So uh, there, there's that lack of talent or la- lack of uh, amount of talent out there for running back for you to grab. So I like to go running back heavy to begin with. Okay. So to begin with, you're not talking about throughout the whole draft. You're talking, you're speaking generally from the beginning. Usually within the first three rounds, I want to have two running backs, sometimes even three running backs, depending on what the, what the landscape's looking like. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheese. What do you, what do you usually kind of go for? So I try not to overthink things. I just try to go for best available player. Now, usually in the first few rounds, it's going to be a running back because they are so valuable. But, I mean, I think last year I took Devontae Adams, the number one overall wide receiver in the the draft we did. So I I don't try to overthink it. I mean, obviously I have, you know, people that I like, people I don't like because I feel, especially with running backs, they do get hurt. You can always probably pick up someone later on in the year because one of those big names is bound to go down. And if you're on the, if you're smart, if you're listening to this podcast, we'll tell you who to pick up before the person who gets the big name who gets hurt, pick That's them up right. before they go down. Yeah, we should have that information when it comes to season time. I tend to agree with you, Tyler, uh, especially this season. Uh, I see a a very heavy market in the top names of running backs and the bottom tier is very very kind of lackluster so if you're in a position in the first round i feel like you have to you have to take those running backs uh the you know no don't gotta get it so say if you're like pick eight through 12 you're in the back half like obviously if you're doing a snake you're gonna get another pick soon after you're going wide receiver going on the back half for the running back before you get a top end wide receiver so this is I'm, I'm I'm running double double running back there. So this it depends what the what the draft is throwing out at you as as that because if I start to if I start to pull up the draft right everybody's going running back then like Tyler says then you want to go double double running back because everybody's kind of got that same style they're obviously trying to get these guys very early so but if in the early rounds before it gets to you, if you're seeing sprinkles of, because I've seen it, if you're seeing a sprinkle of there's a Patrick Mahomes, there's a Lamar Jackson going, there's yeah. some like Michael Thomas will probably go. But if you see more than just Michael Thomas going, then I go, 
oh, I might be able to get another running back later in this draft in like the third round because this is going to be spread out and people are going to – people get feel pressure to get a quarterback early um, if they see one taken – one or two taken in the first two rounds. Well, I would say up to three. If they see three taken in the first two rounds, then they feel pressure and people will start doing that, which is going to open spots for you to get those running backs later in rounds. Like – uh Josh Jacobs last year was a main one. He was a rookie. Everybody knew he had potential, but in some leagues he would go first round because people saw that, and that was one of those ones where they would pick running back heavy throughout the whole thing. And then when they come – but there's other ones where they start drafting quarterbacks and wide receivers too early, and then Josh Jacob will trickle down to the third round, and you can get him there. Last year I drafted him in our league, and I think I got him maybe – third fourth fifth i got a pretty good deal on him but there there was also a lot of people picking wide receivers early in our league if i if i i think like patrick mahomes is like what like the first two pick mm -hmm. like that yeah uh where do you guys feel on quarterbacks early in the draft what's your idea on quarterbacks well as i as i said you know best overall i'm looking at i'm not gonna you know jump the gun i mean if there's patrick mahomes lamar jackson i mean maybe you can say uh What's the dude from uh, Arizona? Oh, Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I think he's definitely going to maybe make that jump. He's going to be that that Lamar Jackson from last year this year. So I think he's kind of creeping up there. I mean, last year I think – I don't remember what I did with Aaron Rodgers, but I think I picked him not super-duper early, but I was kind of leading on him to, to be that guy, especially since I had Devontae Adams to pair him. I know maybe we can talk about getting quarterback and wide receivers together. Mm -hmm. But – I mean, I think for me, I want to put more of an emphasis on those playmakers because I think especially in the way uh, football is being played now, you can get a lot. I mean, pretty much all the top 10 or top, you know, whatever, 15, 16 quarterbacks are going to put up some good numbers. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my opinion. So if you're not getting – if you're not getting one of those big, big names that like Cheese just talked about yeah. in the first couple of rounds, I feel like you could – you'd rather stack your uh, – stack the rest of your position, your uh, star position, running backs, wide receivers, and then pick up quarterbacks later. Yeah. Like there, there's so many of them, and they go – they just go so much later in the draft. Yeah, there, there's such an abundance of – at least decent quarterbacks out there to where you could even wait past, you know, first two rounds, you're grabbing right or wide receivers or running backs. Next two rounds, you're filling out the rest of running backs and wide receivers, whichever route you decide to go. You could even slip into if, if there's still a lot of quarterbacks left fifth round, you could use to fill with a good flex spot and then even fall down to the sixth round where you could grab a, a good quarterback, like, like a Matt Ryan, who's fallen out of a lot of people's top tens or like, uh, Jared Goff, who puts up decent fantasy numbers, who is easily somebody you can grab late. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I tend to agree with that. So you're most of you guys. She's saying, you know, let the draft come to you. We're saying trying to go running back. Um, what do we say to people if what what do we think people should do if they notice their draft is starting to lean wide receiver? Because we talked about quarterback heavy, we talked about running back heavy. What do we advise people if if the draft is going running back heavy or uh, sorry wide, wide receiver, receiver heavy at the at the top end? Then you adjust, and then maybe you go pick up a you know a good running back and maybe even a tight end. I mean, I'm not opposed to picking up a Travis Kelsey, George Kittle in those first few rounds because they're just as good as a, a running back or a wide receiver. I, they're going to probably put up a lot of touchdowns. 
I go. I I tend to th- go. I would agree with the Travis Kelsey is uh is an okay choice if you get him at a discount. You know, early early in the draft. I say third, fourth round maybe. But George Kittle, like he got a lot of work last year. Um, I see. I see people defense is starting to key in on him. So I don't know if that's kind of somewhere you want to go. But last but season, I- tight end can be so volatile that you don't know who's going to get it so if you got george kittle there for you then you might as well just take him even if he's not going to do uh, it was last year yeah and i i, I, think, I think go ahead trev uh, i was going to say uh on that last year the top i think the top five tight ends that were drafted and like the their adp was the top five or whatever uh they finished in the bottom 20 percentile for tight ends over the whole league so the, that draft can do anything. I think the only outlier there was like Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And then on the George Kittle thing, you were saying that they're going to hone in on him, but I still think he's going to get a, a lot of targets over there. Cause who do the 49ers have to throw to? They're not, I mean, I know they're a very run heavy offense. I'll tell you who we're going to throw to. And that's next week. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you're going to go, if you, if you're starting to see that your draft is uh like a lot of wide receivers are getting taken in that first round. I'd say grab the best best wide receiver you can, which is going to leave a good running back for for you in your second round. You could go with a wide receiver running back dynamic there, and then you're you then you're you're looking at two top two top guys at two different positions. Then you could fill in the rest with uh, back back half guys that are still going to be able to produce. So I tend to differ on that because I will double down on the run, on the running back heavy part. I I normally try, you know, I normally go pretty running back. I don't, I don't usually go two in a row on the first, but if I see wide receiver heavy, I'm going double running back because a lot of these people in your draft probably forget that the some of these slot guys on main teams like in Tampa Bay, in uh fucking Dallas, these guys can produce as much as the number one guys who are getting drafted in the first couple of rounds. You can get them fourth, fifth. You can pick up two running backs and an elite quarterback and then come back and get those slot guys. And you can, I mean, the wide receiver rookie class is so deep this year that, you know, a couple of them are bound to hit. So you can probably take those guys late if you're, especially if your league may not be the smartest and they don't exactly know the bit, they only know the big names. You can slide in with some of those rookies. I think I got two or three of them in the draft we just did this uh, this weekend. Our our first fantasy draft that we had. Yeah. Well, so so you're saying if that's running back heavy or if it's wide receiver heavy, you tend to go more running. You double down on the running back. Do I don't. Go, I, do you go the same way if the if it's swapped? If it's running back? If you're seeing a lot of running backs come off the board early, are you going? Are you willing to take that risk and go wide receiver heavy? Like I'll go down on that. I won't. I won't. I won't. Do, I won't go double down wide receiver because I think okay. there's way too many options for wide receivers. But what I do, what I will do, is I'll read the air of the room and depending where my draft picks are, if I feel like I can get, because I'm gonna have to snag one of those elite running backs, right? Yeah. You have to get one. Those those guys like keep you steady throughout the season. Now, if you can get one of the elite elite number one wide receivers like a Michael Thomas or something like that, De, uh, Devontae Adams or those guys, yeah. Julio Jones, those fucking guys. And you can get them on your turnaround in the second. I say, I say, go there, go that route, you know, and then try and hope you can hit on a running back later. 
maybe you'll start the chain where everybody goes, oh, I need to start picking wide receivers. And then you can double back down. Yeah, I think it's just all about who's available. Like if a Michael Thomas or whoever's there late in the first round, then definitely go and scoop them up. But if, oh, yeah. you know, all those running backs are getting taken, then, you know, you, you got to just kind of look and see who's on your depth chart and who you like compared to who's, you know, being taken. Yeah. Uh, do you guys care to carry more than one, uh, more than two quarterbacks at a time? Is that something you guys will do? So uh, for me, it depends on the league. It, yeah. it depends on the league setup. Like the one, like you just talked about the draft that we just ended up doing where our league setup is we have one running back uh, and then two flex spots. You don't need a tight end. Um so I, I picked up an extra I picked up a third quarterback and this is the first time I've done it in like since the, since again since the first time I started playing fantasy football and uh, I just I just like it you know if you could get out there early if you feel your your uh, your main lineup if your starting lineup is good enough and you have at least one backup per position that's strong enough I don't mind going out there and and cucking some guy who. Uh, who decided he was going to wait too long to grab a quarterback and you grabbed the better quarterback off the board from him. I fucking hate people like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Cheese? What do you think about For quarterbacks, I mean, it just always depends on who you get. Like, if you're able to get that top-end quarterback, then obviously he's going to be there for pretty much the entire season, obviously, except for his bye week. But if you get one of those back-end guys and maybe you just platoon and you just go back and forth and see what the matchups are, so I just it all depends on who you grab. Who you get. Yeah. If you get if basically like if you get Patrick Mahomes, you're not gonna carry <laughs> yeah. three because yeah. you, your backup is only there for when Patrick Mahomes doesn't start. Yeah, unless there is like some good like late end guy that you see and you could be like, you know, maybe someone's gonna need a quarterback. You know, quarterbacks are bound to go down. I mean, this whole season, yeah. who knows what's gonna happen with injuries that you can use some trade bait. Well, I remember I, like I was just gonna bring up trade bait too, yeah. I remember two years ago when uh, I would every week I'd go, who's playing the Dolphins? And I'd pick that guy up Straight off of waivers, yeah. pick up the, that quarterback off the of waivers if I could, and uh, I'd start him immediately because they're going to they're gonna put up fucking points. But no, normally I don't draft. I, always, I only draft two. You can deal with that during the season. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Chief. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, don't do three. Two is perfectly fine. And if you're feeling frisky, you just go with one and load up on everybody else um yeah exactly uh do you guys have any opinion on drafting on drafting defenses before the fifth round what, what where do where do you lie on drafting defense and we'll just throw kickers into that too because they're kind of the same ballpark before the fifth no i'm just trying to give an oh, idea yeah. like where where, where <laughs> do like, you whoa. where do you feel you need to because like for me i'm like most of the time i draft those those two the last two picks i'm I'm gonna stream my defense and my fuck it and my uh and my kicker most weeks so i don't really focus on who i'm picking up um but what about you guys please go ahead take the reins all right so i keep saying you know best available best available so i mean with last year the new york the new england patriots they're almost like the best overall player in the entire league with their defense which that may or may not happen this year we don't exactly know but you're not going to take the new england patriots defense in the second round yeah so for me i'm kind of similar to travis i might not wait to the very very end but i think 
I ha- maybe have like a little bit more of a emphasis on the kicker on the kicker part because they can if you get a really good kicker like I had the KC kicker last year that they can really just pile up points for you. They can be an MVP for you because they get you you know ten plus points a week and that can help you you know get over the hump. So defenses, I'm more like Travis where I'll streamline them. I'll you know pick them off waivers, switch and maybe I'll have like one that I always have because they have a good team. But for the most part, I'm always just mixing and matching and just seeing what the matchups are on defense. Yeah, I, I mean, even with some of the best defense, like you brought up New England. Two two years ago, it was the same thing with the Bears. Like defenses like that, they're going to get taken sixth, seventh round sometimes. And that's just – that's too good of a spot for, for you know, a good backup or like Travis was saying, those slot receiver guys. There's good flex there's, options. There's good time. flex options at that time, and I would rather – and defenses, depending on how your league scoring is set up. Like I know the one we did, the one I was uh, – ex-commissioner of last year uh, was a very high-scoring defensive league. So uh, defenses mattered a lot more, whereas some of them are not as not as important to your fantasy team. I mean, they'll get you some points here and there, but like you said, streaming a defense is probably the best idea. But I do agree with you, Cheese. Grabbing a good kicker is always a, a very good idea. I'd, I'd probably dra- grab a kicker before I grabbed a defense. Okay, so uh, on that, when you when you're drafting, going to draft a kicker, do you look at teams that cannot punch it into the end zone, or are you looking at teams that score a lot of touchdowns because you know they're at least going to be down there? I'm going for points. I mean, I know Tyler had his weird scoring system last year, so when I had the Casey <laughs> kicker, he would you know if he hit a 50 yarder, I'd get like six, eight points off of that. Yeah, that but was for, wild. But for normal, you know, normal strategies or normal scoring. I'm I'm looking just to see who can get across the 50, who can give them opportunities. If I'm only able to walk away with an extra point, I'll take it. It's still a point, and more often than not, you know, some days, some weeks, he'll get a couple field goals and an extra point or two. So I really look for those really good teams that are going to give the kicker an opportunity. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I mean, you, you want a good offense who's going to be able to move the ball. I mean, you look at guys like, like Cleveland, who they're, they can't even get past the 50 half the fucking time. You know they're not they're not putting their kicker in a position to uh, give you either field goals or extra points, so you're getting no points out of the fucking guy. Yeah, I tend to look at one of the easiest things to look at is you can look at time of possession for a, a team's offense because usually the time of possession is in, indicative of how long how long they're playing their drives last, how much they're moving the ball down the field, and they're given their opportunity for their kicker more, more than often. And you can look at total points scored. If they're getting to the end zone, odds are they're getting to the red zone a lot. So they're going to they're gonna have field goals. They're going to put points up for you. And even if they don't catch a field goal, those, those teams are still scoring touchdowns, so you're still getting, you know – at least so, a point. At least at least a few points every week. Like like we, we mentioned with Kansas City, guys teams like that are gonna get you points regardless. Um Okay, so you come out of the draft, right? Are you looking to start moving players, see it's feeling, or are you gonna stick with your team through the first uh week of the season? I'm always looking, you know. I mean, I don't really make trades unless if we're over someone's house, we start drinking, we make a dumb trade. But we'll talk about that a little bit later, probably. But it wasn't a terrible trade. But I just, if I had the person I traded, I probably would have won the entire league. But I mean, just. You fucked me. You fucked me. 
I, what I, was it? No, no, what was it? What? Cheese fucked himself with that with that trade with you. Wait, I, was I, gonna... I traded you Austin Eckler, and then you gave me Mac, and I had a uh, whatever Fuller. weren't you gonna weren't you gonna make a trade with Tyler though? Oh yeah, I was looking to move Nick Chubb. Oh, and you you didn't take it, huh? Geez. Because I was I was shopping Eckler around, thinking that when Gordon would come back, that he wouldn't get that much offense in. Yeah, I knew he wasn't gonna. I knew Eckler was gonna stay there. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I made the trade with Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was. I think I was giving up Chubb, Chubb for Eckler and somebody and some lower end person. But it, I don't think he, I think it was the fact that I was very drunk that you didn't want to take advantage of me. And oh, then, I wanted to take advantage of you, but I think someone – I think Travis said something like, oh, that's fucking oh, stupid. And, oh, then I, and then, yeah, you, you backed out. I did – I told Tyler it was fucking stupid, but I said – but I, but he, w- he was going to keep – I was it. still going to do it. And then Cheese was like, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And yeah. I'm like, dude, take advantage of him right now. He's fucking hammered. Yeah, not a good <laughs> – not, it was not a good look. Good thing it, it, it ended up working out and uh, placing third in yeah. that league. Yeah. So, uh, are you looking to move, guys, Tyler? What, what's your? What do you? I, I, I mean, I'm always looking way immediately. I think it was like within 15 minutes after the draft, I was already looking like, okay, who, who didn't get taken? What's, what's, what's every, what's it, what's the waiver wire looking like at the moment? I mean, that's 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 the way it goes. And then it didn't help that you know I did make a, uh, I did a, I picked up with my last pick a guy for for shits and giggles. So of course I was like, okay, I drafted him, but I really don't want him on my team. So I, you know, make a move. Like in our league, not a lot of people were grabbing tight ends, and Tyler Higby was still out there. And I was like, he's projected to do pretty good. End of last season, he had like four straight games of over a hundred yards. And I was like, you know what? We'll fucking grab him. So I've already made a move in our first league or in our league. What did you? What was a move? I dropped Darius Geis for Tyler Higby. Oh, you you didn't stick with the bit. No, I didn't stick. I drafted him, but it's like I'm trying to win. This is you know, this what is about money other, here. What about other problematic players like Antonio Brown? Are you even like looking his way if it's the last round? No. Well, think- I mean, if I'm trying to do a bit, if I he's will. doing a bit, he will. <laughs> if I'm doing a joke, I will. But uh, then I'll probably do like Tyler and and uh, get off him. I was offered a I was offered a, a trade today. Um, Someone offered me Tariq Cohen for CD Lamb. Uh, they can go fuck off. Yeah, no, that's no. I don't trust. Uh, I drafted a bunch of Bears players like two years ago, and I don't. I don't fucking trust them anymore. I don't. I hardly ever look for trades. Like it's so hard to make a deal with people. People are so fucking stingy about their players, and if yeah. they're gonna offer you a trade, it's usually not even. You can't always get the other guy drunk and get him to admit to something dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the but, guy the guy in our league did offer, and I, I would throw this out to you guys, he did put up Travis Kelsey. He said he drafted Travis Kelsey on auto-draft, of course, and uh, doesn't want him. He said he'd offer up a trade to anybody, but it's got to be a two-for-one trade. Would yeah, it, would, but look, is there any somebody, players out there you would, you'd be willing to throw out? Uh, for, yeah, for two, for one? two people who are mostly going to be on the bench, two guys that are high flyers. That, like, like I got, I got like, okay, I got CD lamb, right. I just talked about. Yeah. And then also on my team, I have, I have, uh, let's see. I have Christian Kirk from Arizona. I could pair him up. Uh, Brandon, Ayuk, the rookie wide receiver for, um, 
for the Niners, and then Philip Lindsay or Justin Jackson. But you know what? That guy doesn't want any of those players because he's not willing to make a trade. He wants you to get he wants you to give him another fucking main star, another yeah. another, you know, first second round because he he probably I think that guy auto drafted and they picked up fucking Travis Kelsey in like the second round. So he wants another second rounder, which I don't even draft Travis Kelsey in the second round. And and then uh, a decent, you know, flex option, which I'm not going to I'm not going to fucking give up one of my top guys for Travis Kelsey and, and then give you a fucking flex option. Maybe if it's straight across one for one, but that, but that's people, people don't like to work with you. No. I think it depends on what your tight end is. Like if you just straight up trade your tight end plus, you know, maybe a solid flex option, maybe I can work with that. Cause I mean, I really do like Travis Kelsey. I know he's getting older, but I I really, I really like what he can do. But I I ain't trading another sec. I ain't trading like a second round running back for him. No. that's exactly it so you have to you would have to give up you would give up whatever tight end you have and then a flex option a good flex option maybe maybe one of your actual flex players and then that's a trade you can make but that guy doesn't want that i guarantee you yeah, yeah. but i i agree cheese i i'm i'm big on the travis Kelly. you want you want a lot of those guys in that kansas city offense it's so explosive i mean they're going to be scoring fucking touchdown after touchdown. You want the guys who are going to be catching those balls. Well, Andy Reid knows how to get the ball everywhere. Yeah. That's Not true. just the one guy. He knows how to spread it across the field. Yeah. Now, um, we talked about this, You or you brought it up, I don't know if it was at the beginning of the show or right before we started, Cheese, how the coronavirus is going to in- impact your your draft do you know details on how the league is up i've only know baseball i haven't really dug into the weed yet on how nfl is going to be attacking coronavirus with their players and the and um kind of the protocols and stuff like that do you have any idea how that's going to go down not really just like you i'm kind of in baseball mode right now but i think they, they have like a plan in place but it's not i feel it's more what we need to worry about is more like the game and if someone does test positive i don't think that's really come out yet because they're only playing one game a week. They're not going to have a doubleheader like baseball. Well, I think when it comes to whoever's running your league and you guys need to like have a meeting and figure out if someone tests positive, if a game gets canceled or postponed, you guys just need to work it out and figure out what happens if that happens. Because, you know, maybe your star players are in that game and they don't play. You know, you get fucked over and then you're losing money and whatever. So you guys have to figure out as a league how you guys want to run that for fantasy. Yeah, um, I noticed that they still had people who had opted out in the draft. I forget names on who who's already dropped out, who's already opted out, but I seen it because it it where it says under their face or whatever it says COVID or whatever. Uh, do do you know if those guys can opt back in at any point? Would that be a flyer pick? Maybe. Uh, I have no idea. I I would assume they're eligible to opt back in. Yeah, but I mean, I, I as I said, you know, I'm much more of the baseball person right now, so I don't, I haven't been keeping up too much on football. But I mean, right now there hasn't been too many mega big names that have no. been opting out. So for the most part, for people that you're going to be drafting, you don't have to worry about that right now. But I mean, who knows? Because I think it's going to affect more like the bench and your, you know, the flex options, those later picks, because you're not getting a good look of those players like rookies and stuff yeah. like that in the preseason to see what they're doing, how they're looking, how they're going to fit into the game plan. So those, you know, you got to really hit on those early stars early on because who knows what's going to happen on the back end of those drafts because a lot of those people might be unproven rookies or, you know, second, third guys that don't really have that much playing time. I also think that that could be a, 
a, a motive we've seen with baseball. Some of these guys, um, some of the more famous guys that kind of, you know, kind of be uneasy about it and take it easy out on the field, take some days off where these rookies are really coming out trying to impress in this short season. So that might be a thing too. I don't know. And with the limited practice and not playing head-to-heads in preseason games, that's injuries. I mean, injuries are always a factor in fantasy football and football in general. So I think, you know, with the shortened season, or not the shortened season, but with, you know, limited practice, that's also another factor that comes into your draft. Do you think that it hurts not having that? Or do you think it helps? Because I think it helps. It's going to help keep these guys fresher throughout the season. So guys who have maybe been injury prone in the past, maybe have a little more like um, like a, a Melvin Gordon or something like that. You take a flyer on that guy earlier than you – maybe a little bit earlier than you would, knowing that you're going to get fresh him fresh for at least the first couple of weeks. And then after that, hey, you got your points worth if he performs. Yeah, I think injury-wise, it won't affect it too, too much. But I think those first few weeks that are going to be kind of like a preseason game because the teams aren't going to be able to go up against competition and, you know, test out their game plans, especially with new coaches, new players, that's going to be effect. That's going to, you know, not be very good. So who knows what's going to happen those first four weeks of the season since there is no preseason. Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be, it's going to help longevity. Like, like guys, like you said, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin cook, who, still hasn't played in an entire full season in his career yet. I think those guys are finally going to be able to play 16 games this season, you know, COVID, COVID forgiving, you know, as long as that stays away. But did you say think, COVID forgiving? Yeah. Like, is that the same? Amen. No, that's think, how I'm saying it. Dude. I thought I just, you were supposed to, just I, thought came up I thought you were trying to say like God willing. Yeah. It's the same thing, but I'm saying COVID forgiving. <laughs> okay. But, but I think they're going to start, like Cheese was saying, I think they're gonna, it's going to be a slow start for a lot of these guys because they're not getting those, you know, uh, those, the, the initial contact against other teams, like uh, actual competitive play against other teams. They're just kind of – they're doing their in, intra-squads. They're doing their thing within their own team, and then they have to go out and they have to fucking go, go hard against this other team, you know, for, for, for what is it, 60 minutes or whatever on the field yeah for sure uh they just had that uh the whole nfl had like 70 something false negative quote unquote quote unquote false false positives or whatever that's gonna be something that's gonna be something to look forward to or look not look forward to but uh you got to keep an eye on too because if we don't know how they're gonna attack somebody getting COVID during the season and if they're coming out with you know this guy came out with a positive test and they shut down a week and then next thing you know it comes out well he wasn't actually positive it was a false positive and they just shut down this fucking game you're kind of shit out of luck for nothing and I I think it's going to cause a big outroar for the games yeah no for sure um I think they're setting it up to the point where they could just write off if somebody gets test positive during game day is a false, a false, false positive false. and just let them play. Yeah. But um, yeah, that would be wild. I've got to, as, as a new commissioner, I got to find out because my, <laughs> stop, don't laugh. Don't laugh. All right. I have to figure out because one of the options I would be putting into place is a, uh, uh, is a free, like a, 
So when I run, how I would do waivers is it's a rotating waiver list. So everybody has the opportunity. I hate that the last place team gets fucking waivers over and over again. It sucks. You shouldn't get punished for being good. So there should be, I would think there would be an option uh, if you have an opt-out that you would get waiver priority first. What do you guys think about that? Is that? Would that be a good option? Would that be something you like in your league? I guess so. I mean, I mean, you also got to think about if someone tests positive, if someone's out, who knows if someone does test positive, how long they're out. I mean, obviously you're not going to just like release them. I don't, I mean, I don't know how fantasy football works in terms of coronavirus and how you're going to be able to, you know, can you just put them like on a, on an IL and just, you know, you're on the team, but you're not on the team. Well, there are, there are, there are some leagues that have injured, uh, injured reserve spots where you can place that guy and then you can pick up another one on waivers. Uh, I, I believe our league does have an injured reserve spot. I'm not too sure. I didn't change it, Tyler. Did we have it last year? No, we didn't have one. Okay, so I'll, that would be the that would be the one of the first things I figure out how to do is put in the injured reserve spot. That way, if somebody op, uh, opts out or, or test positive, and then you can be able to place that guy – because he may be one of the – he may be your number one pick. You don't want to have to drop him. Or you don't want to have to drop a guy who possibly would start in his spot in a flex position that's on your bench because this guy got sick because you're kind of screwy. If you can just you know, drop that player because I don't think like you're going to be able to – you're not going to be able to, one, be like, oh, well – we're going to give you points or we're going to postpone your fantasy game. I don't, I just don't think it's going to work like that. It's just going to be like, Oh, Oh, well, man, I'm so, I'm sorry this happened. Just like a fucking player who pulls a hammy, you know, breaks yep. a toe, whatever it is. It's just going to, you're going to have to fucking deal with it, man. But what little, happens if that coronavirus test is on the Monday of Monday night football and you had no opportunity to change it? What if a player on Monday night football gets, breaks his leg in fucking warmups? Like there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. that's that's how I was going about it. Is is just treating it like it would be an injury. I mean, you get you get an injury report Sunday night because the, those teams don't have to. The Monday night teams don't have to release their uh, injury report until Til Sunday night. But I'm not saying Sunday like night. the I'm not saying like the certain person tests positive. The, if some if one person tests positive on Monday, that entire team's getting shut down. Yeah, and it's not uh, and it's not you, that person's fault. Do you think they're they're gonna shut the whole team down? They should. That I would assume well, what they what they what they should and what they shouldn't do is a whole different fucking question. Yeah. I mean, they should be in a bubble or not even be playing at all. But you know, you got to make that money. I mean, yeah. some teams some teams have fans, some teams don't have fans. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna last. But um, I also want to see what their what their because uh, the locker room situation stuff. I mean, like, have you seen? Have you watched Hard Knocks Cheese? No, I cut HBO because, you know, that's too much money. It's all good, brother. It's all good. Hey, we support the struggle, dude. Mm-hmm. One step towards cord cutting. There you go. Yeah. Probably, probably uh, not doing that, though. Got to watch sports. <laughs> well, Hulu has live sports. Haven't you seen the Bellman right. Gork commer- right, commercials? Oh, Todd Gurley. That's right. Todd I was Gurley. Say. Wrong, wrong guy. I'm sorry. But um, so they are, they are spread out. They like – they're not near each other, and I know it's one thing to say this or the other, um, that. But I feel like they're spread out enough, and 
it, you can contact you can contact trace a little bit and just kind of immediate you know immediate guys if you get those guys let's say you have a positive test right and you can contact trace they're do i think like i seen the chargers in episode two last week had tr like actual fucking tracers on these guys that would go off if you were within six feet of each other so that's one way to keep track of them so if you're in that then you can test those guys and you should get a reader reading within a couple hours and they should be able to play like uh, and th they're so spread out in the locker rooms you know from what i've seen it, it i i don't think they'll shut down a whole team for one positive test now if they have four or five maybe i mean we're just seeing what's going on with baseball and baseball isn't as heavily contact you know, it's not a contact sport like football is, so there's going to be a lot of ingermingling. And even if the team wants to play who tests positive, the other team who's not testing positive but has to yeah. go against that team, they're probably not going to want to play against them. Yeah. But but I think also too, uh, I think I think the baseball wasn't wasn't performing their due diligence early enough because we see what's happening now, and they're kind of negating that a little bit. So hopefully they'll get to a spot where NFL can read from that and go, okay, this is how we do it, and we can ensure that we play games on Sunday, every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. no. Yes, no. Uh, did any of you have any other thoughts on, on uh, this subject, this episode? Not really. You know, I brought yeah. the, the coronavirus stuff. Tyler, what do you bring to the table? I'm bringing nothing. I yeah, do here. enough from my other podcast that I have to do. Oh, here bringing, we fucking go. I, here I here we go. The, I bring all the notes for the other podcast. I don't bring shit for this one. Except you for just go, you go some, to four. You go to sort of fantasy. You go. You outside. go to four people's twitters. Four different people's twitters, and you just copy and paste. I don't copy and paste shit. Okay. I just right. take I just take screen grabs of notifications I get on my phone throughout the week, and then I just put them all together. Do you look at that? That's how the sausage is made. He'll, he'll admit it. I don't copy and paste it. I, I fucking type it out myself. In my, own, in my own words. Oh, that's because you can't read good. No, it's because I want it in my lingo. Because you, you don't want me out here sounding like Jeff Passan while we're fucking doing the MLB breakdown. I do. I want you to sound exactly like Jeff Passan. I want my new co-host to be Jeff Passan. Good for you. Uh, all right. Well, I think that was a – I think that went well. Um – Next week, we're going to break down by positions, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, bring some players to the table, get into some discussion about that. Um, I think we should open this up to um, uh, questions for people. Uh, Cheese, what, what do you guys what, – what is your guys? You got an email or where do you take questions in at? Well, we do have an email, but I don't have the password to that. Dominic does all that stuff. So if you want to reach me directly – Go to go to Instagram. Curveballs and CS on the Instagram. We have oh, a you, great you, we have a great highlight reel. We have shoot a great, great highlight reel of the gauntlet if you like to watch that. Oh, thanks for pulling <laughs> every time I yell. <laughs> um, you run there. You run the Instagram, and he runs the Twitter and Facebook. Yep, ah, I could tell. Uh, because we posted, you know, more than once in the past month. Yeah, no shit. You do a good job. You actually think you're doing a really good job on Instagram. That's the only reason I don't create one is I don't even have enough fucking time to do what I already do. Um, but you could hit me and Tyler up on uh, on our Facebook, Trapdoor to Hell, Twitter, Trapdoor Pod, 
Uh, I think we have an email. I think the email is trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. Pretty sure that's it. I think that's you can, it. You can email us there. I'll, um, I'll push, I'll, when I post this, I'll put the email with it. That way we can get questions in for next week. Um, yeah, anybody got anything else to say on the way out? This was fun. This this is pretty good. This is pretty good. I enjoy this. So, and next week, this is so like bland of a conversation that to get enough, you know, to get enough to talk about was a little rough. Uh, trying to pull questions from the top of my head was a little yeah. rough. But next week we will do a better job and put in questions so I don't have to think that hard. That'd be fucking great. So are we actually like bringing less Travis things the table next week or like? What do you mean? Do I got to do research? What do you think? No. <laughs> he would. He would just show up and just start naming players. Yeah, I could do it off the. I I could do that off the top of my head. Well, if you can do it off the top of your head with the with uh, an analysis that you think is good, then do it off the top of your head. See, now we're just like curveballs and chair shots. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for trapdoor to hell side of it, I'm Travis. Is Tyler curveballs and chair shots? Is Brandon slash cheese? Uh, have a good draft. Good sign off. Give up, throw the tile in, give up, throw the tile in, give up, throw the tile in, give up, throw the tile in.
Yeah. 